poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Tactical Tuesday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your hosts, Brad Wilson and John Chai. Welcome, 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 my friend, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness podcast. As always, this is your host, the founder of ChasingPokerGreatness.com, Coach Brad Wilson. And today is Tuesday, which means it's a tactical day. I'm joined by my co-host, John. John, how you doing, sir? Pretty good. Uh, dreading next week's punishment. Um, yeah. I guess yeah, we should address that first. Yeah, you're not wearing a clown outfit. There's nothing, nothing happening right now. Uh, but next week, I have I have a plan that I am going to see to fruition. Uh, we're actually going to be doing Tactical Tuesday live on YouTube next week. So the podcast drop may happen the day after on Wednesday. So want, definitely want this this one to be live on YouTube. And yeah, youtube.com slash Chasing Poker Greatness. I believe that you should go and subscribe. The challenge is going to involve birdie bots, every flavored beans and spoiler alert. We're not going to even be using any of the regular flavored beans. We're, we're going to be using all of the, the terrible flavored beans. John's worried about earwax, but he needs to get his head in the game and worry about rotten egg and vomit. Those, those ones are, are the ones. I didn't even get that far down the list. I just stopped at earwax. Like, is that, how do they even make this flavor? A quick story about my youngest daughter. Um, so tried Birdie Bot's Every Flavored Beans a few years ago at uh, a birthday party, actually, and had a package of them. And my daughter, who is like four, she had the beans and she ate one and she made a face and she was like, this tastes like boogers. And uh, spoiler alert, that bean was actually booger flavored. So they, they got it right. Nice. So if you're wondered if, you know, if you're wondering if they'll get rotten egg, right? They'll, they'll get it perfectly right. <laughs> <laughs> but John will have an out. I have a game that I've made in my head. I haven't told anybody because I, I don't want John to prepare at all. And if he plays the game well, then he won't have to eat any beans. And if he plays it horribly, then he's going to have to eat a bunch of beans. So we'll see how he does next week on YouTube. All right. All right. Yeah. Anyways, good update. Fear <laughs> not, everybody. We haven't forgotten that I need to be properly humiliated for last week's loss on Tactical Tuesday versus Brad. So I'm savoring, uh, savoring this anxiety that you have. Stretching it out. Up. Yeah. This, this is, make it last as long as humanly possible right now. Uh, also, I've had, by the way, secondary uh, fun for me is just thinking about the punishment for, you know, the past week or so that that's also been a source of extreme pleasure. Yeah, we, we got to get it. We got to get another game up and going soon. I can't, I can't be the only one. Yeah, I, I definitely need you to just keep creating games. You're, you're really, you're really <laughs> great at it. 
Uh, let's talk about some hands. All right. So let's go to Tactical Tuesday and bring in some hands. Um, so today we're actually going to be looking at some hands that I played on the poker coaching stream. Uh, the, my play and explain that I do once a month over there at pokercoaching.com. These hands, the, the theme is, it's a very loose theme. And basically the theme is follow your intuition, um, trust your energy reads. We'll, we'll call it that. But both of these hands, I had a, a really strong feeling about um, in the moment. One, I trusted my feeling and the other, I, I really wanted to trust my feeling. So Let's start with the first hand. Uh, it's a jack and a nine of different suits, playing 1K, no limit. Uh, we're five-handed. The button opens to 2.5X, a small blind folds. I defend my big blind with the jack and the nine. Uh, everybody at this table is a reg. Uh, pretty sure that for yeah, the last hour and a half or so, everybody at my, my second table were regs. Um, so the flop is queen, nine, deuce, uh, queen of diamonds, nine of diamonds, deuce of spades. I have a jack and a nine. I check, and the villain checks behind, which is nice. So now we're setting up a two-street game. And the turn is an eight, which shouldn't really connect with my opponent a ton. I guess they could have some queen eight that they check back if they flop top pair and check back, some eight, nine and sets of eights. Uh, so anyway, and then a bunch of like missed worse hands. So I don't really see any value in betting here. We check with our second pair and villain overbets. And I guess now this is the first, first decision point that we'll talk about. Um, okay. So I guess the first thing that I'll say about this spot is that this is very strange. I don't see this very often, like the delay C bet size being larger than pot. Um, like you said, I think the eight is, <clears throat> it's pretty much a brick. Like Jack 10 is kind of irrelevant because I would just assume that the button C bets Jack 10 on Queen 9 deuce, almost pure. Um, don't expect them to show up with very many comps of Jack 10. So like their value range now, they're saying is pocket eights. Um, maybe they're doing something with like aces and kings. Maybe, maybe even down queen. to like ace queen. Yeah, yeah, maybe even down to ace queen. Yeah, I think it's um, possible. Yeah, checking the flop with those sorts of hands is is totally reasonable on on you know a uh, fairly dynamic dynamic board texture. Um, my double check also most likely caps me, so they can feel pretty comfortable over betting the turn with like ace queen. Yeah, like we no longer have jack ten when we check the turn. Probably we no longer have sets when we check the turn. So. We now just have like a bunch of one pair hands. We probably don't even have like strong queen X. So maybe like the best hand that we have in this spot is weak queen X. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I having a jack though um, and a nine, I don't think I can fold facing the turn bet where we've made it this far. So we're going to yeah. see the river. Yep. Uh, I don't think there's any thought of turning my hand into a bluff. Hey, yeah, it's a tough sell because like you're basically saying you check value on the turn after the flop check through. Yeah, I'm just like one of the people who are like in position. I'm like, you have the discipline to do that. Then like you, you just get my stack and 
you know, whatever. So like I would I'd be a little bit concerned of that happening yeah. if we decide to turn a hand into a bluff just because we I just can't imagine us checking Jack 10 or a set of deuces or a set of eights or if we somehow did three bet nines, a set of nines on the turn. Um, and, and I think most importantly, we're trying to fold out the top end of a polarized range. Right. And that's going to require significant investment. And <laughs> for trying to fold out like a set of eights, that's, that, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough folding out sets. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically with, with my bluff catcher facing polarized bet, I just decide to call. Um, Should we talk about like some natural bluffs? Like, is there, yeah. Like, what's like a type of hand, a bluff here that you'd be like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Like that, that just makes sense. It's just one of the hands that I expect to see here. King Jack, King 10. I think both of those make some sense. Some sort of 10 or Jack blocker, um, you know, maybe ace 10 or ace Jack even. 10-7, I guess. 10-7. 6-7 would make some sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I think that just that just makes me feel better when I can do that, like in a spot where I'm bluff catching and be yeah, like, oh, yeah. okay, here's like a lot of, you know, hands that I beat that they could have. So They have a lot of natural bluffs and they have uh, much fewer natural value, like much yeah. fewer combos. Yeah. So yeah. feel good about calling. And the river's an ace, which really doesn't change a ton. Um, kind of good, right? I mean, I don't know about good, but I don't know that it changes much. I guess it reduces the combos of aces and ace-queen. Yeah. Um, it does, like, ace-jack and ace-ten now do make top pair, um, which is probably not great facing a spectrum of sizes, but we we check the river and we face a size that... <laughs> It's not indicative They opt to go, it looks like 2.5x. Yeah. About 2.5x on the river. They bet 456 into 182. The final board is ace, queen. Uh, the flop was ace, nine, deuce, turn eight, river, ace. Queen, nine, deuce, turn eight, river, ace. That's what I said. I think you said there was an ace on the flop. Anyways. <laughs> no, queen, nine, deuce, eight, queen, ace. Queen, nine, deuce, note. eight, Ace. See, for those of you listening on the podcast that, that are always like, ah, I forgot the board. Now it, you know it. Clear as day. You have ex- exceptional clarity on what the board is. Um, we still have third pair, 185 in the pot. They bet 456. Any thoughts here? Mm, I think all the thoughts that we had on the turn, it's just like the same thing that happened now. You said, I think like the biggest point that you made was that like the ace is bad facing a spectrum of sizes, but this is not one of those sizes. Yeah. We just, he just doesn't have top pair wee kicker in the spot anymore. He's still repping pocket eights, pocket yeah. aces, and ace queen. Yeah, if they bet like pot or 70%, I'd be like, ugh, God. Yeah. yeah. Um, this well, size... Even if they check back, I'd be like, no, he's just <laughs> rippered a top pair. <laughs> yeah, so, so basically, like, do we want to face this $456 bet? Like, this is the preferred sizing to face? With, I with think this so. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's, that's where yeah. I'm landing landing on too so great we we faced our preferred size and we called and villain had a jack and a four of spades which i think makes sense they do have a jack blocker and they do not have anything so both components make make a lot of sense oh i just i'm not like a i don't think having the jack blocker makes sense like he bets Jack 10 on the flop. So, like, him trying to say he has some Jack 10s, you know, when he goes over bet over it because he blocks the Jack is ridiculous. I think he bet Jack to, 10 on the turn. So, I like, need to, I need to clarify. 
it makes sense to them. Okay, yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. From, from their perspective, I, I think it makes sense that they would choose this hand if they didn't really, you know, consider all, all the things we consider. Or maybe they do consider all the things that we considered and just said, like, F you, I'm still just going to put a lot of money in the pot and dare you to call me because yeah. most people just don't call. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like I don't have the nuts, but I also know you don't have the nuts. So, yeah, yeah. Let's just see see what yeah. happens when I put all the money in. All right, we're gonna go to the break. Uh, you can probably hear my cat. Let's hope that she makes it through the break because I'm about to toss her outside. <laughs> <laughs> see you in a couple minutes. In the world where a fish dog bets the flop. And you don't know what to do. One man, Coach Brad Wilson, has a surefire plan to neutralize flop leads and rip that dunk to shreds. Nuffle. Available now. Go to chasingpokergreatness.com slash nuffle. Rated R. All right. Welcome back from the break. We got the second hand queued up from my poker coaching play and explain that I went through a couple of days ago. Uh, so the we're five handed playing one KNL, uh, the UTG and cutoff both fold. We open three X on the button with an ace and a jack of different suits, ace of spades, jack of hearts. We get three bet from the small blind, the big blind folds, and we call said three bet. Nothing really to say here. Um, Plop is nine, nine, three rainbow, villain bet 79 and the 250. And I guess this is the first, the first decision point of calling, folding, facing this uh, third size. Yeah, I think. You just put it simply, <clears throat> I'm never folding two overs facing a third in position. Yeah, that's that is pretty simple. Um, you finally come around. It's great seeing you. You, you come come to the dark side. Oh, I'm 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 full on in the dark side. I, I didn't say this, but like I probably not. I'm probably not folding one over in <laughs> third in position. Uh, and if that one over is an ace, you can just forget about. <laughs> forget about. Yeah, you, you, went, you went to the side of power. I, I understand. Um, so the turn's a four, which is not an ace or a jack, and villain checks. Um, at this point, like we actually beat a bunch of hands, a bunch of suited broadways, king-queen off, um, and so just decided to check back to try to realize equity and really just kind of see what happens on the river. Um, there may be some some shenanigans that could go on, uh, depending on the the, the run out. Yeah, um, I like checking back here. I think when we bet, we just get a lot of worse hands to fold, and we yeah, get no and, better hands to fold. Yeah, we're kind of just asking for it too. I think like betting small, it's like like villain can find a, a fair amount of check raises facing like a small bet, especially on a board where they expect us to have like a bunch of small pocket pairs. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we check, and the river's a jack, which is one piece of our equity. There's 408 in the pot. Villain's got 768 behind, and they bet a third. And I, I immediately 
knew what I wanted to do. And I, like I wanted to raise for value. Like I wanted to just jam for value. That was uh -huh. like my, my initial thought. And then, mm -hmm. you know, because it's a play and explain video, I've got to play and explain, um, it's, uh, <laughs> explain my thought process. And when I started looking at it combinatorically, I was like, well, they probably have aces, kings, and queens. You know, that's 15 combos. And then I block, um, I, yeah, I block some of the jacks, right? Having the jack of hearts, mm -hmm. some of their like queen jack of hearts, king jack of hearts, um, jack 10 of hearts that they could, they could then value bet. And basically I just talked myself out of jamming. Then I asked like, well, maybe they don't call every time uh, when they do have a jack and they're value betting. So eventually, despite my gut reaction that I wanted to jam the river, I, I did not, I talked myself out of it, but I, I guess I'll, I'd like to hear your thoughts here. What, uh, what made you want to jam the river? I just thought this sizing I'm, is, is yeah. not over pairs. Right. Like, I, I just thought like, like, cause there's, 768 they have seven like I, I would honestly just expect their over pairs to probably just jam or mm -hmm. use a bigger sizing um and so like it, it was pure sizing that made me want to jam yeah i think you can read a lot into the sizing too i, I like i first i totally agree that i think their over pairs just jam a lot like i think their over pairs and bluffs just jam the river and like don't pick any other size except for jam yeah um so yeah, I think this like definitely shrinks down their like their value region. So like let's just say like they don't have aces, kings, and queens anymore. Um, we, let's just assume we can read into the size to 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 that point, or um, say it reduces like seventy percent of them or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and I still think like like yeah, I guess like the real crux of the question is like do they call it off with jack ten suited, queen jack suited, king jack suited? They do. They do. I know they do. Yeah. See, like like it also felt like. They could be inducing. And <clears throat> I, I just, I don't know. Inducing with an overpair? This is, no, like with a jack or maybe oh, with tens. a jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just trying to get you to jam like sevens or something. Or king queen or ace queen. Yeah, like yeah, just yeah. some kind of nothing um, yeah. that I have. Thinking that, like, I mean, I guess not it, sevens. Yeah. It's kind of hard to, like, it's kind of hard to have something on this board. <laughs> Like I have, like I flop a nine, I guess I check it back and then I jam like that's feasible. It's hard to have a nine in the first place. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe I have jacks, but if they have a jack, then that's only one combo of jacks. Like, I guess I could have fours. Do I bet fours like on the turn sometimes? I'm sure I do. So there's removal. Do I bet a nine on the turn? There's probably removal there. So yeah. like, I, I just, I don't know. I, I can't tell you that they call for sure because I didn't jam. But when they bet, I was very confident that if I jammed, they would call. So I, I do think they call. Yeah. That's that's based on nothing other than energy reads. I like I I think calling here would probably be like the standard play and what I would expect to see myself do most often and what I would expect, you know, if someone else showed me this hand, I'd say, like, yeah, I just probably just call the river. Um, or if they call the river, I'd say, Yeah, that's probably normal and fine. Um, but yeah, I think I think finding the jam here just based on the sizing is really, really, really good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I well, didn't. Not so. finding. Well, at least, <laughs> not at least finding you thought it. about it. Yeah, you know, that's the first step to actually jamming. Is that is, is that is? And yeah. maybe next month I'll have an opportunity to get another energy read and pull the <laughs> pull the trigger. Um, but yeah, I, I, 
this hand was let's just uh let's just show the result of the hand so i'm just in case yeah I, wondering what's going I, on I, I called and they, they they did have queen jack of diamonds um and, and like the, the reality is too that human beings are so biased that so biased that like maybe you know it's just that this is obviously a part of their range and it's a hand they'll have maybe they do bet small with aces kings and queens um and maybe they would fold to a jam I don't actually believe that. I, I actually, <laughs> I believe something very differently, but it, it helps me yeah. sleep a little better at night. Yeah. Um, believing that. Yeah. It's hard. Like when you, when you get like, you know, when they have this hand, <laughs> right? Like if he just had like King queen, we're probably not even talking about this hand or like even thinking about the spot. <laughs> if he had aces, you know, we're probably not, we're probably not talking about it or thinking about the spot. Um, yeah. as much as we are now it's just like the pain of like oh man like i, I considered jamming and i didn't and he had a hand that like I, it wasn't it wasn't considered it was you knew i knew instantly i knew i wanted to jam like it, it was just gut boom i want to jam and then i talked myself out of it um so yeah it wasn't even considered it was like i just thought i should jam instantly and didn't do it mm. maybe we should do our next episode on that on just like that concept of like, you know, experienced players listening to their gut and kind of. Oh, the next episode will be about guts, um, most likely yours. So maybe the the episode yeah, after that. That's such a good segue. I don't even know why I said that <laughs> word. Yeah, I don't know either. But man, you you it was set up so perfectly. <laughs> Thank the producers for uh, for writing such a good script. And... Yeah. <laughs> well done. Well done. Um, yeah, so we, we definitely should talk about it at, at some point in the future because the, the reality is I, I think that our subconscious minds do pick up on a lot of data points that even are hard to be able to describe in the moment, right? Like, especially you play live poker, there's a lot of nonverbal, most communication is nonverbal. Yeah. Um, and so you can like get a feeling, right? And like, it's hard to quantify that feeling, or it's even hard to say exactly why you have that feeling. Yeah. And yet you can write down what happened and recognize that holy shit like the accuracy of this feeling is quite high mm. um which effectively at the end of the day just means that trust your feeling now yeah, like your intuition is on point sure yeah. and before any listener just goes out there and does everything that their gut tells them to do i i, I do want to say that you know it's it's not just based on emotions. You know? Yeah, like you've played, like the reason why I think this is interesting is because you're someone who's played millions and millions of hands of poker, like tens and tens of thousands of hours of poker. And like that intuition has been honed by like that. Yeah. You know, the amount of time you've dedicated playing. And like, that's why it's like, an, that's why it's like a gut feeling that you can trust versus the, you know, person who goes and plays one, two, no limit a couple times a week. And then just says like, well, like I thought, I know I thought he had ace king on the river. So I, you know, I did yes. this. To be fair, I have trusted my intuition a lot, and it's not always been right. <laughs> my energy yeah, yeah, reads yeah. have not always been on point, right? Nobody but I mean, a hundred percent. Yeah, I think especially in poker, you yeah. know, it's you're supposed to be wrong quite often in, yeah. in a lot of these situations. But yeah, interesting couple of hands, and uh, I'm super pumped for next week. I just I can't wait. It's going to be uh, Tuesday. YouTube, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, I've never live streamed anything in my life. I don't think I ever could have imagined that my first one would be something like this. Well, it'll be exactly like what we're doing right now. 
Except live. I need like a <laughs> I'll need like a barf bag. Yeah. I, I hope not. <sighs> Do I hope not? I don't know. I don't know what I hope for. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you, you're hoping for the barf bag to come into play. Uh not the barf bag, I don't think. Just I, I do want to hurt you though. Maybe uh, maybe not yeah. to that extent. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Well, so make sure you tune in next week, I guess. Because yep. it'll be entertaining at the least. And remember, the boogers taste like boogers. So what does the vomit taste like? All right. See y'all next week. Did I I just steal your catchphrase? I don't care. You can have it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care about anything anymore. (laughs) Uh, See you next week, I guess. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community, book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.